What's up, beer drinkers? We got another great show for you again this week. Uh, let's see, we got some good beer news stories. Uh, Sorcerer Chromatic finishes his list of the most sought-after Christmas gifts of the 1980s. And then at the very end, uh, you know, I go through uh, some upcoming events for Cold Brew Podcast, including the, uh, the Beer Babes collab um, party over at Greenwood Brewing. And then, of course, the Copper State Beer Festival and the Strong Beer Festival. Those are three events coming up. And there might be some more in between. So um, stay tuned for those. Really excited about this upcoming year. And uh, hope to share with you guys every single drop of beer that we drink. But in order to do that, you should also follow us on Instagram and untap search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for another cold brew. Riding along in my automobile, my baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile, my curiosity running wild, cruising and playing the radio with no particular place to go. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. I, I, I got, you just laid the fucking news on me, so I got to bring it up, man. I heard you got a new vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a, 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 fam, a more family-friendly car, if you will. <laughs> right. I mean... Your your car was cool and everything, but it was old. You know whether it was family friendly or not, it was just it was getting up there in in years, right? And so it was it was time. Plus, I mean, family friendly or not, it's a your ride is what uh, twenty two or twenty three? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two. Uh, Ford Explorer, right? Yeah. It it looks nice. You sent me that picture. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's a, that looks like a sweet ride. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah, like I just got it today. I just drove it home from the dealership. Really didn't take it out much, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll get I'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, as as far I meant like driving it, like yeah, maybe this tomorrow. Um, timestamp it's uh, what's it called? Ten o'clock on the fifth. So. Yeah. Um, do you, are you are you uh, did you choose? I it's white. Did you choose white on purpose or? Is it was it the only thing available, or did, did you you know what was the circumstances and why you got the color you didn't? Because you never had yeah, a white well, car before, right? We, we've been shopping around, and um, the dealership we went to just had had what we wanted. Um, it, yeah, the color was it wasn't our first choice. However, it wasn't the deal breaker for us. Okay, it should it really shouldn't be, but right. So yeah, so we, we went with the white one because uh, if we got the the gray one, it would have been just like our dad's car. So <laughs> that's true. Color, color wise, our dad had a different vehicle. But yeah. Just to just to break it up. I mean, but my wife has a white SUV as well. So. Yeah. Less. You can see, <laughs> notice the scratches less. Uh. So they say the swirls anyway. The bl- black's the worst, right? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, and black's the hardest to keep clean. Yeah. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my coworkers has a black car. It's just a couple of drops, and you, you you notice all the 
all the the drop marks, you know, the dust that collects on the all the water droplets. Oh, anyway, all right, man. Hey, that's awesome, man. Um, hope you like it, though. I mean, you, you never really know. You got to break it in. It takes a few, like a few months, to break it in and get all used to everything, right? That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had a new car, but your last car was a new car when you got it. All right. All right. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, awesome. And uh, but let's get to the beer. Hey, whatever you do, don't drink and drive. Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> but let's get to the beer, shall we? Sure. So today I have in front of me from our good friends in Phoenix, Arizona. I got. I must say these are my oldest friends in Phoenix, Arizona. Rent House Brewing Company. I have today their double spellbinder. Now, those of you uh, you the out there keeping score know that their Ren House Spellbinder won a gold at the Great American Beer Festival a couple years ago. So they doubled the grain bill on this one to give it a bolder flavor. Um, of course, it still has the Citra and Cascade and Mosaic hops from Yakima Chief. And they, uh, yeah, pretty, that's it. Um, and it is coming in at a whopping 8.5% alcohol by volume. And it says here zero IBU. I doubt it's zero IBU. I just don't don't think they they tested the IBUs yet. So this is a this is a new one for me. Um, I've had Spellbinder on the show before, but this is double Spellbinder. So. And they have a little series going. They have a couple different other Spellbinders. Like I think Spellbinder with uh, just Galaxy or Spellbinder with just Mosaic or you know you know what I mean. They have iterations, but this is a double of their gold medal winner. So. Without further ado, Papa. Ooh, gold-winning beer. <laughs> a double gold-winning beer. Uh, what do you got? I got from our friends at Revision Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Oh, first of all, I have another big announcement to make. Ooh, all right. The search for the perfect summer lager is over. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wow. Okay, man. All right. Did you ever find it or not? Uh, kind of. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. Honestly, I would probably go with uh, that uh, El Segundo Stone Cold Lager. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really like that one. Um, I think I like that G-Wagon one. That was another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, there were some on there. I mean, I forgot what uh, what actually rated the highest. I know that that Mars and I had the other day, or the other show. Um that was really highly rated, although, you know, it's not really a summer lager. I was just kind of stretching <laughs> that a bit. <laughs> it, it, is still, it is still a lager, though. Right. <laughs> so, without any further ado, I have, from Revision Brewing Company, the Shriek Breaker itself, I have Gilbert Fudge. <laughs> okay. An Imperial Stout with false toasted hazelnuts, cacao nibs, and vanilla beans by Revision Brewing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this delectable root, the delectable ruthlessness of this imperial stout with full toasted hazelnuts, swirled with cacao nibs and a touch of Madagascar vanilla beans, creates an experience of a silver speckled bar of milk chocolate sweetness. That melts in your That was a mouthful. Yeah. So without any further ado, Papa. 
Mm, that's pretty good. Uh, right here, I, I have right here um, one of your highest rated uh, loggers. This um, during your search for the perfect summer logger was it? Yeah, that Martin by Root Keller. Right. Yeah, it was a four point five. It, it, you know, I, you could have another four point five. I just have to scroll down a little bit more, but I'm going through our untapped history, and that was the first one that came up. So you you remember correctly? I, I would have totally forgot. That's why I'm I'm surprised you remember. Uh, unlike you, I take my beer seriously. <laughs> oh man, Wait, what's that saying? Like I've 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 forgotten more about beer than you'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, is just the irony too, because I remember you going to a brew festivals with a little notepad crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right, dude. I I, I abandoned that gimmick quickly. Yeah, but my friends are like, is this guy serious? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. It must have been my, one of my first ones, right? Yeah, I'm thinking. Or maybe one of your second ones, you like the first one, you were like, cool, but I'm going to take some notes for the show next time. You know? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I was trying to improve uh, my experience to relate to the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I'm a dumbass. No, uh,. My, I think my heart was in it. My mind, you know, it was, it was in the right place. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, what? I was gonna go off on that, but let's get, let me get back to this uh, double spawn binder. No, we're all about that. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I remember seeing one uh, somebody at one of those early, my earliest uh, beer festivals. They had like a notepad, and it was like bigger notepad. It was like one of those. Um, like Greg ruled notepads. They had to tap it with the keyboard. <laughs> and they write the and, and they had like columns and everything. So oh, you know, like geez. you know, clarity and taste and you know, mouthfeel and all that. I I, I was kind of looking over. Uh, it was a lady and Cate- she was with category. Like, yeah, they had a bunch of different categories just for the one beer. And I I remember looking over real quick. I don't remember too much because my memory was um, fuzzy from that day because of all the beer we drank, but. I just, I just thought it was awesome. I thought maybe I could do something, something like that. Nah, <laughs> I remember like the first five or six beers. It was pretty legible and clear, but you know, after you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten beers, it just started becoming this like a horrible mess. Hey, this one is good. All right, so my beer, this uh, double spellbinder, it is a, a a big bolder version of spellbinder. Um, now let me preface this by saying I think Spellbinder is a good beer. It's not my type of IPA. Um, this double Spellbinder is a little bit better. It's a little bit sweeter. Um, there's still big, huge pineapple notes. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, some orange or tangerine in there, and then some uh, berry flavors. It's good. It's just it's still not my style though. Uh, so I I will rate it pretty good because I do appreciate. Uh, what they're doing um it's uh yeah but it, i'm not gonna give it a uh, i'm not gonna give it a five stars obviously <laughs> you know what's funny <clears throat> real quick before we get to your beers i uh you know i posted our, our last show i'm starting to post again on instagram which is uh which is nice because i'm starting to get some feedback but <laughs> I, I had that abnormal beer yes uh, last week and 
I put on there, that, you know, that I tag them. I tag all the breweries um, of the beers that we have. And I remember saying on the show, because I said it and then I heard it again on the edit, was if this is Eddie's, uh, Eddie's last shred, um, no one's going to remember it. <laughs> so when I tagged Abnormal Beer Company and they replied, they commented on the post, um, sounds like a good show. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I did a cringe like, oh, man, I wonder if they're going to listen. <laughs> hey, but I'm honest. I, I'll stand by it. If, if they ever bring it up, I'll, I'll be, yeah, like that. that's the way I felt about that one. But I've had their, their beer on, on the show before, and I, I think I liked it better. So it's yeah, just not my say, cup of tea. I, you know, if that one's not your cup of tea, I mean, the fact that you uh, you give them another shot on the show shows that they do they do know what they're doing. Maybe that was just a miss for you. Right, exactly. All right, they're um, not all winners, folks. <laughs> they can't be. Um, all right, so how's your beer? Well, it's sweet. It's sweet. It's still cold. It's going to open up, but it, it's got a lot of got a lot going on. You yeah. know, uh, with the with the sweetness, you know, factors. With, you know, the hazelnuts, the cow nibs, and the, the vanilla. It, it's going to be not too roasty. Not that mm-hmm. it's not roasty. It's not the dominant. No, I'm getting right, right now. I'm just getting a lot of. Okay, yeah, but I mean, with the vanilla in there, it, for me, it helps. Especially when it warms up, that vanilla really kicks in. Yeah. All right, so we will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. So uh, search for us on your untapped app, search Cold Brew Podcast, and friend us, and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, so first story, our buddies over at Miller, Miller Lite, they're at it again. The marketing team, I love this marketing team. I kind of want to have them on the show because everything they do is fucking fire, man. I like it anyway. Um, so the latest hey, thing. Hey, yeah. Here's a real challenge. Could they market this show? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's almost impossible. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, here's the headline. Miller Lite's tree keg stand taps into the Christmas spirit. There's a picture of it, and it looks like just a, a I guess, a refrigerator-sized box with a keg uh, inside of a tub of beer. Then you can put your uh, Christmas tree on it. Uh, I'll, I'll read the article, though. Step aside, eggnog. There's a new holiday beverage in town this season. Beer. You might expect to see holiday menu from beverage brands like Dunkin' or Starbucks. After all, wrapping cold hands around a hot mug is about as Christmassy as it gets, right? This year, Miller Lite says no. The beer brand is challenging traditional holiday drinks by bringing good old beer right to the center of the Yuletide action. Back in May, Miller Lite rang in summertime grilling season by releasing beer-flavored charcoal called Beer Coal. Last year, Miller Lite dropped a line of beer-themed Christmas tree bulbs called Beer Mints, Beernaments, which are scheduled to return November 8th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. This time, though, the beernaments are going to be even bigger. The ornamental bulbs will fit around a 12-ounce beer can compared to last year's 8-ounce size for a festive touch while you sip, but can then be attached to post-brew to hang on the tree. Uh, Now, the brand is back with another avant-garde non-beer product. Earlier this week, Miller Lite announced the drop of its latest 
product via the Molson Coors Company blog, Beer and Beyond, and is built for beer fans in the spirit of the season, introducing the Christmas tree cake stand. Here's what fans can expect. Miller Lite's Christmas tree cake stand is effectively just a small table with a weight capacity of 150 pounds that works out to roughly a 5-foot Christmas tree with decorations. Uh, the kicker, though, is that this table also stands tall enough that a quarter barrel keg can easily fit beneath it. And it's roughly about um, 83 12-ounce cans. Uh, the top of the stand is outfitted with the openings for the keg tap, the picnic faucet, and the beer line. A setup meant to give the illusion that beer is being tapped straight from the Christmas tree itself. Uh, the spirit of the season, the stand is wrapped like a present in festive paper bearing the Miller Lite logo and a massive red ribbon uh, per People magazine. Uh, the decor is functional too. The bow on top can hold water for a live Christmas for live Christmas trees. Um, it goes on sale on it hits the market. It says on November 10th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Central Standard Time. On the Miller Lite website for, take a guess how much this this costs. It basically is just a wooden stand to fit over a keg, so it's not too much involved. So, uh, what would you guess? But it is branded Miller Lite for this uh, Christmas tree cake stand. Yeah, I would get like just the gimmick alone. It's up maybe like three fifty. Three hundred fifty? Nah, man, way less. It's a forty nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Because no offense, I looked at like some. Some uh, Miller Lite gear, yeah, you know, like like hoodies and beanies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of pricey because I wanted to, <laughs> I, I wanted to get my wife the the J Belvine logo uh, shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and like just that that uh apparel line alone was was rather pricey, and I get it. It's just the uh, the uh, the brand markup, you know. Yeah, because uh, Miller Lite knows that they're. <laughs> Jay Balvin's fans will will pay a little bit more than than uh, than the shirt is really uh, valued at. Right. So I just thought, I, I was just going along that that line. Yeah. No. No. So, I, I okay. get it. So wait. So this is a steal then. <laughs> Cheaper than a sweatshirt. I thought you were going to guess like a hundred bucks or hundred fifty or something uh, like that. Yeah. I was shocked too when I saw forty nine forty nine ninety nine plus tax and shipping. Wait. So may, maybe the shipping will probably get you. That's where they bake it, it up. There's the 350. Does it, does it include the hose? <laughs> it, it, no, it just includes the stand with yeah. the, the wrapping around it. But but that's where their 350 comes from. Oh, is the shipping. <laughs> 300 bucks to ship. All right. All right. Uh, next story on the list is um, Nep uh, AB InBev says it secured the first beer ad for netflix's ad supported tier which begins thursday in the u.s which is the uh what the the 11th so a day before this uh show comes out uh but other beer brands will follow so you've heard of this right uh, netflix has a uh another tier like if you already signed up for netflix and you have it you're probably not gonna have any ads on your tier but they have a, a cheaper tier. I think it's like $6.99 a month. Or it's still all the same Netflix stuff, but you're going to get ads. I don't know how many ads or, you know, where they're going to put them. Um, if you're going to have to 
when you fire up Netflix, is it are there going to be ads first before you get to your menu? I'm sure there's going to be some inside shows. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of their TV shows, you know, just come from linear TV, which already have ad breaks in them, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, except for, you know, their, their stuff that they produce or movies. I don't know how they do it in movies, but I guess, I mean, regular TV puts them in movies anyway. So if not like that too hard of a, not too far of a stretch for them to put in everything. Anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. I get what you're saying. So like, like, uh, plans are grandfathered and it's going to be just the discounted commercial. Right. So AB InBev is, is right in there, and uh, they're going to start putting ads. But I mean, I, I I don't know, man. It just seems like slowly and surely streaming TV is turning into what old TV used to be with all the ads. going to be cable. <laughs> Fuck, man. I I get it, but, but that's why we pay for it, so we don't have to have ads. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're going to have a watch. I bet you everything's going to have ads and then you're going to have to slowly, but surely they're going to work it so that every tier has ads except for the premium tier. And they're going to bump that up. Just you wait, man. Just you wait. You might think I'm crazy, but give it like five, ten years. That's exactly where we're going to be at. There's only going to be one tier without ads and it's going to be the most expensive. Yeah, I get that too. I could see it where, yeah, at least, uh, like the the grandfathered ones, like we'll get we'll get maybe like the bumper, like the mm-hmm. like if we're binging a series, like we'll get at least a commercial between episodes. Yeah, that's that's non skippable. And I mean, I guess it's not too bad. It could be worse, but it just sucks, man. When when you pay money to not get ads, and then there's ads. All right, no, I, I I agree, but like you know, like I get a bunch of free stuff off. Uh, youtube and yeah every now and then there's a little five second ad that you could skip oh man did you hear i haven't seen it but i've, I've heard youtube like test it out like putting like five ads in a row non-skippable oh no i haven't seen it <laughs> that's some bullshit right there man oh all these social media i would say social media because you is youtube social media you think i would say if it's one of those shows that's live with a live chat, yeah, then yeah, okay. Because uh, you know, if if you watch like a like here's an example, like I like Vlad TV a lot, and I listen mm-hmm. to his interviews, but I don't read the comments. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're not live, so they're produced, you know, clips. So you you really have to be browsing the comment section to interact with people. Yeah. So for me, for so for me, I get that. Although they're shorts, well, still, the the yeah. YouTube so, shorts is social media. Yeah, I, I get that. That was going to say that, and then I was going to also say too that I heard too, YouTube is offering a, a a username variant as well. How do you mean? Well, like for me, my uh, like my YouTube account is like my Google account, mm-hmm. so they have my name, so like my screen name, where like now you could have a handle if you will. Oh, like like Twitter. Chat. Yeah. Like you, you have your your Twitter account name, but you can change your 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 profile name, the name that people see first. Right. Oh, okay. That's yeah, kind of nice, but 
Uh, Twitter's a whole nother story. It seems like that, <laughs> it seems like that platform's uh, devolving as we every fucking day. I know. I I was asking my wife if she knew anyone in tech that was uh, affected or something like that, but we know uh we know the nav. We're gonna hit him up, see what his because uh, it's like is this gonna be a model for <laughs> for you know tech companies in the future? You know? uh, like like just being run by bots. They'll be in a card and taken over like that. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, okay. Because, you know, you could definitely hang the hat on now under new management. So what does that mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think... I don't think Elon Musk really understood what Twitter was. Like, why Why is he... It was never profitable. <laughs> Even Jack Dorsey came out, like, multiple times. He left and then came back. And they never said that they were a profitable company. Right. And to get rid of a, a bunch of people in mass like that is just going to disrupt. It might not disrupt the platform itself, but like customer service and, and ad flow and all sorts of stuff like behind the scenes that it's eventually going to catch up and it's just going to be an, like an, almost an unusable fucking platform. But anyway, um, but that's just my, my own machinations from, you know, going to business school and, and seeing seen it from a like a, a third party perspective i have no problem with twitter or elon musk or anything i just i i, I don't i don't understand why he'd want to take it over right it makes no sense to me you should just stick stay in your lane <laughs> stay in your lane bro you know I, real quick on the tangent, like i get it like in the business world he's known if he could get you know uh you know venture capitalists and backing and stuff like that but mm-hmm. imagine going to a to a you know a venture capitalist and say, so I'm gonna buy Twitter and just take it another direction. You'll be like, wait a minute, what are you gonna do? What? You know, right? Um, all right, let's 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 move on to the next and final beer story for this week. The headline is: This company will pay you to travel the country in an RV and visit breweries. Nice. Now this is a little bit different. We've talked about uh. I think it was, shoot, I'm going to say Devil's Backbone back east. They're AB and Bev own. But they wanted to um, pay you to like hike the Adirondacks or something like that. Oh, talk- yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we've talked about that Smithsonian was looking for a beer um, curator, which I think uh, my friend, our friend, uh, Rachel Benkowski, would be perfect at it. I think she'd be perfect. I don't know why she didn't uh, apply for it, but. Um, but that's near the here or there. And but you know, I have an announcement uh that I will talk about later during our drunken shenanigans. Um hey, about quick. Rachel. Yeah. Smithsonian is in uh New York, right? Uh DC, I thought. Or DC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know it's back East. Yeah. Never never been. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> have you ever wanted to visit DC? I remember we had the, the option to do it like in middle school, right? Yeah. Um DC now probably not. Okay, New you, York you, for you, sure. You've watched The Wire too much. That's why. That's Baltimore. <laughs> oh, okay. Eh, same area. How about West West Baltimore? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but like back in the day, would uh, like, do you have any regrets on, on not going uh, when you had the the chance in middle school? Nah. Yeah, me neither. I heard it was fun. I heard people had some good times there, but I'm like, eh. 
whatever. But it still would be kind of cool to see like the, you know, the Lincoln Memorial and Washington Monument, you know, yeah. like in, in person. I, I agree with that. All right. Um, but anyway, this uh, company, let's see here. I'll, I'll just read the article uh, by Megan Schaltager. I don't even know why I try to pronounce her name. Uh, if the only highlight of your workday is the three o'clock water cooler gossip session about Mark from accounting. <laughs> Pinche Mark. It's time to rethink your nine to five, especially when so many companies are willing to pay you for your time outside of a cubicle. RV campsite company Harvest Hosts, not even a brewery or anything, is an RV campsite company. Harvest Hosts, is that like KOA? I've seen that all over the place, right? Camp, Campgrounds of America? Um, Harvest Hosts is on the hunt for an, uh, this is in quotes, Ale Blazer. Uh, food and Wine Reports, hey. yeah. I like that. I just see what they did there. Yeah, not bad, huh? Uh, see, the gig requires the gig. I like it. I like the way she wrote the gig. It's <laughs> that's so fucking cool. Makes it sound like you something you want to do. When you hear like job, it's like, ah, do I really want a job? But a gig? Oh fuck yes, I'm here for a gig, bro. Well, isn't that the uh, the DoorDash and uh, and Uber and stuff? Are those called gig jobs? Yeah, but okay, I'm coming at it from like uh, the entertainer type stuff, like you know, uh, musicians and. Uh, what do you, you know? Um, anyway, the gig requires you to travel to 500, 500 plus breweries. Holy shit, that's a lot. That's fucking great. Uh, and distilleries. Hey, there you go, man. Maybe you can uh, do the bourbon trail in Kentucky. Uh, let's see. Across the U.S. as North America's ultimate ale trail. The company will provide the ale blazer with a decked out RV for the entirety of your journey which should take you around two years holy shit two years there are 500 locations after all all of your beverages will be included as well plus you'll get a lifetime harvest host membership here's the bad news as far as actual pay you're only getting 50 dollars stipend per day yeah. 50 bucks huh 50 bucks per day so you get 50 bucks a day so like you average that out of over 24 hours, you're getting like $2 an hour. Oh, <laughs> Even if it's Where just... You a, sleep on the job. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're right. <clears throat> that, but that's a full day. So let's uh, break it down to an eight-hour uh, work day. So that's what, like uh, $6 an hour? 50 bucks yeah. a day? Because uh, that'd be 48 bucks for six for eight hours. Man, that's <laughs> that's some bullshit right there. But you do get an RV. Maybe do you get to keep the RV? Yeah. Because that'd be like, depending on what kind of RV it is. Would you be playing games like, how far could you get before you have to clean up the septic tank and all that stuff? <laughs> you might get bored after a couple of years, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're by yourself too? Fuck, man. For two years? I guess you meet a lot of people, but, you know, then you're back on the road by yourself. You playing fucking Willie Nelson on the road again every fucking time you get back in the road on the in the RV. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. So while your booze and bed will be free, you're only making eighteen thousand a year in total. But you really don't need a lot, and you could probably stay at the Harvest Host sites if you have to, right? When do you, you get a free membership? 
I'm um, guessing. But hey, this is the age of the digital nomad. Take your Wi-Fi. Wait, is it what is it? No, WFH gig on the road. And the stipend will just be a nice bonus to your salary. You now here's the uh here's the requirements. You must be 21 years or older to apply, of course. Um, you also gotta showcase your passion for breweries and distilleries with images and videos um highly recommended. And also I saw an I this is the second article I read. The other one the other the other article I read said you had to have an RV license. So I don't know if that means you have to have a bus license. If you have a, a do you know if you if you need a bus license to drive one of those bus chassis RVs? Uh I think you do. Okay. Uh, like a, I don't know if it's a class A or a class B. Yeah. But yeah, it's not the it's not the class B. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, you do have to have a uh yeah, the, for the for the bus ones, I, you might. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe that just has to do with the amount of passengers you have. But, um, but I can't see them giving you a big old RV if it's just you by yourself. You're. I think you're gonna get one of the smaller ones, like a like that, like with the F three fifty um chassis on it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Like a, a like yeah, yeah, the smaller ones. Like a, a Winnebago style. Like yeah. What's it called? The the cab over. Oh yeah, yeah, with the the bed over the cab, yeah. Anyway, still fun, still fun. If if you can afford it, I mean, eighty thousand a year, and no medical, no dental. What if you have a toothache like halfway through? Huh. <laughs> right? It would be so. It'd be something different if uh, if our country offers uh, you know, Medicare for all, but we don't. So. Yeah, uh, Cov- was it, uh, just buyer beware. I-, I tried to do the Latin, but I forgot o- what the Latin was because, uh, this uh, spellbinder is getting to me. It's casting a spell <laughs> on me. <laughs> All right, man. So, y- do you know what time it is? I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we proceed, 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 to give you what you need. All right, let me ask you this. What was the last list? What was the last week's uh, list story I covered? Oh, the uh, the top 80s uh, toys for Christmas. Right. So I have, uh, yeah, I did half of that list of 50, so I have the, the uh, second half because I only did half of it. So... Number 26 on this list is Cindy. Cindy? What the hell is Cindy? Cindy was a rival for Barbie. And she had like a dream house and all that stuff. All the accessories. Cindy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Obviously it didn't it work. She got... <laughs> um, oh, it was British. Oh, okay. All right. All right. A British man. But they said in the 80s she got... Her makeover with the fake tan, longer legs, bigger boobs, and smaller <laughs> Okay. But Barbie, or but Barbie still won. Uh, number twenty-seven, Polly Pocket. Oh, I remember Polly Pocket. They were like the little mini mini dolls. Yeah, it was like a micro machine Barbie. Right? <laughs> That's a great fucking way to put it, man. All right, I'm not gonna front this one. This one has me teared up, dude. 
number 28. Do you remember the Fisher Price record player? Oh, <laughs> wow, dude. Yes. Yes, I did. We had it, dude. We fucking had it yeah. and tore the shit out of a bunch of records playing <laughs> using it. No, 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 no. Not the real record player. The the one that was like the music box time. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the one where you can actually play real records on it. Right. No. No, I remember. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's got the big, huge, wide fucking needle head. Uh-huh. And yeah, and you put like plastic di- discs on it. Yeah. Yeah. Record. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. We had that too. Yeah, uh, number 29, the Fisher Price medical kit. For those oh, of you okay. same doctor out there. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking horn dogs, you. Now, I remember the next one, number 30. I remember this one. I don't think we had it, but I think our one of our younger cousins had it. It was the the Fisher Price Activity Center. Oh man, yeah, I don't, yeah, we never had it, but I, I remember yeah, it. But I, yeah, I remember like the spinning like the phone dial thing and the, mm-hmm. the little uh, bell stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oh man, this is like Fisher Price Row right here because number thirty-one is the cash register. <laughs> did you know how to? Did you know how to be a, a work in retail? Right. You know, I don't think we had that one, but I I know of it. And mm-hmm. another one we didn't have, but it's a uh, this one's like an icon. Is uh, the Fisher Price chatter phone? And oh yeah, with the eyes on it, mm-hmm. the wheel. <laughs> yep. Remember that? Is that the one? That, wait, is that the one that's on Toy Story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a, that's definitely an icon right there. Right. Yeah, if you made it, Toy Story. You're, you're <laughs> right. Uh, you're the real deal. Uh, next one, number thirty. I don't remember this one, but it's just called the uh, Pocket Radio. Huh? I don't remember that one either. Yeah, I didn't know if it's a the toy or just a little transistor radio. Oh, okay. Uh, remember this one? Uh, the Fisher Price TV. No, they had a TV. Yeah. It was that one where you turned and like it kind of like uh, did like a, a left to right graphic scene. Hmm. Like a scroll. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like the like a static picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was like on like a like an abacus rolls on either side, but all you saw was like whatever was in the the viewfinder. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what abacus rolls is that. Called. Well, I mean, like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, there was like two rolls on either side, and it was like, yeah, you scroll them back and forth, or maybe, or maybe it was just on a loop. I don't know. It was like a conveyor right. belt. There you go. All right, number thirty-five was the Fisher Price Luffa Lump. <laughs> well, what? What the fuck is that? I don't know. It was like a trendy themed uh, stuffed animal looking. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting to the article so I can see these pictures right here. Oh, okay. It looks like a like a like a deflated teddy bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, number thirty six, the pound puppies. I remember them. Oh, those are widely pop- widely popular for like two years. I think huge. I think 
Yeah, m- mostly girls, but I think uh, maybe some boys had them. I don't know. We never had them, but I remember them. I remember the, the commercials anyway. Next on the list is the gummy bear. Gummy with an eye. Oh, I remember the, the I remember the there's TV the show. Yeah, yeah. there's a cartoon. I remember gummy I, bears. I didn't realize they were called gummy bears. Oh, okay. Uh, number thirty-eight, the popples. I remember popples. Like you can like roll them into like a ball. They just look like a, a fuzzy ball, and then you pop them out, and they were like an animal. Speaking of which, Mr. Pop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't remember Mr. Pop at all. It looks like a board game. It looks like you put together this guy's face before it like popped off. All like these little uh, pieces. Was it like uh what was that? Remember that one game where you had to put all the little shapes in their thing before it pops? Anticipation or something like that? Yeah, it was like that, but with the a face. With the you know, like the beard and the eyes and the nose and the glasses. That's what it looks like to me. The Mr. Pop. Alright. Number forty is um Kind of a collective of a whole genre of toys. The E-Man merchandise. Oh, yeah, man. I was always jealous because you had Castle Grayskull. Right. Hey, I didn't know this, but, you know, the, the big flaw of Castle Grayskull mm. was that the keyhole was in the drawbridge door. So if you unlocked it, the, the door would fall on you in theory. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, there, there was like a hack or a patch where they, they were able to put the key on the outside. Oh. But yeah, I mean, He-Man, we, we had a bunch of He-Man. We had, well, we had He-Man. Um, was it, uh, we didn't ever have Man-at-Arms. We had the, what was that little, the Ram-Man? Yeah, we had Ram-Man, we had like Orko. We had, um, you had the Prince Adam version. Right. Uh, oh, we, the, 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 the battle damage one? Yeah, battle damage. We we didn't uh, we, we had battle damage He-Man and battle damage uh, Skeletor, but we didn't have regular Skeletor though. If I remember correctly. Hey, who was that guy with like you could make his neck longer and his leg longer? That guy. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. I remember that. We didn't have too many bad we had uh we didn't have too many bad guys. We had the web slinger guy. I, I had the green. Yeah. I had the, the 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 green guy that like his head was like a spray bottle. Oh, that's right. I, I fucking remember. I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Oh man, that was fun, man. Those 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 were some uh, those are fun times for us. But we were like what, like five, six, seven, eight years old. It was like right in our wheelhouse yeah. when that came out. Pretty much. All right, next. Um, number 41 is the Big Yellow Keeper. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Hey, real quick, going back to uh, He-Man. He-Man, actually, did you ever see that documentary on uh, the 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 toys that made us or something like that on Netflix? Um, No, I so, think so. So He-Man was, was really like market or like created and manufactured and, and everything just to... Just for the toys, 
the the cartoon right. and everything it was yeah it was totally like fabricated we totally bought into it in the 80s <laughs> anyway keep going uh after the big yellow teapot uh i don't remember this one number 42 is the petite post this, this one looks like a british thing to me right uh number 43 speaking of uh cartoons uh made for toys uh thundercat Oh, I remember we we loved the cartoon, but did we ever have any of the toys? I don't remember ever having any of the toys. No, I don't recall the toys. But we loved the the the, the TV show, though, right? The cartoon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember, bad. Lion, Lion-O, fucking Snarf, <laughs> Tigra, Kitten Cat, Kitten Cat, yeah, Thundercats, Ho. What was, was, it Pan- was it Pandora or Pando or something like that? Uh, some, yeah, Panther. Panther. And then uh, Sight Beyond Sight. Mm-hmm. And and I remember when uh, that when uh, Myth Mandler when he said Sight Beyond Sight, I'm like, oh shit, fucking Thundercat over here. All right, go ahead next. Number uh, four or forty four is the Turtles Technodrome, the Ninja Turtles battle station place it. Oh yeah, it looks like an eyeball. Right. Or an eyeball on top of the Death Star, anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we didn't have the T- TMNTs uh, at all, right? The video game. No, I, I think, think we're a little. I think we were, we're towards the or uh, uh, the end of the eighties where we were growing out of action yeah. figures. Yeah, you're probably right. At least the cartoony one. Right. Um, number forty-five, Shira, the lady. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember the the cartoon, but yeah, you and I never had Shira stuff. Yeah. Um, number forty six. I do not know or familiar with this one is Galoob Sweet Secret. Second pick, Galoob Sweet Secret. I mean, you know, looking at the picture, I remember the commercials, but I have no idea what they were all about. Uh, it looked like there was like a jewel, like it looked like. <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks like a, a like a bubblegum case with a jewel in it and a flower and then a, a doll's head on top. Pretty much. Uh, number 47, Keepers. And the comment on this is, I guess, another one for the girls. It looks like a little animal jewelry box for our beauty kit. I think you're right. No, I, yeah, I think it, it was a jewelry box. It was like a swan. With that little key, and you turn the key, and the wings open, and you could put stuff inside of it, and then you close the wings, and the wings like lock tight until you put the key in again. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. All right, number forty-eight. The Monty I remember those. I remember those a lot. I remember the uh, there was a cartoon for them. I remember the commercials. Yeah. Somebody we knew had them. I don't know if it was a cousin or a friend or like we used to go to babysitters like when we were super young. They, they might have had one because I remember you. They had this. Their their hands had a thumb that came out and you can actually put the thumb into their mouth like they're sucking their thumbs. I remember that. <laughs> no, geez. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if someone ha- that we knew had him, I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that was an insult. When your book picture came out, where we told someone to Yeah, well, because they, their hairline was like super low, like close to their yeah. eyebrows. So, <laughs> and we we knew kids that had 
super low hairlines. I'm not one. I mean, I've always had a five head. Yeah. So. Number 49, the Fisher Price Jack in the Box. <laughs> I don't know if we ever had the Fisher Price one, but we did have steel jack, steel yeah. box Jack in the Boxes. My daughters have metal Jack in the Boxes. No, really? Okay. Well, we have one for Boxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, number 50 is kind of a throwback at nostalgia saying all of these delivered from a catalog oh okay like the Sears catalog best catalog yeah yeah this catalog catalog shopping back today yeah pre-internet that, that was like what Amazon is now it's just easier Cool, man. Great list, uh, especially for those of you out there. I'm sure you can find some of uh, those old uh, toys on eBay, maybe even some Amazon. My Little Pony's still around. So is Fisher Price. Word. All right, cool, man. Great list. Um, how's your beard treating you? Good. Gone. All right, cool. So we are going to... Uh, mine's almost gone. Uh, we are going to rate these beers on our untapped app. So uh, whip them out. And see what we rate the beers before the show even comes out. Lucky you. All right, what'd you have again? I forgot. I remember I had hazelnut and vanilla and all that, but what's right, it called? Revision, Revision, Filbert, Bud. Revision, Filbert. Yeah, like Gilbert. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a Mexican restaurant chain around here called Filbertos. Um, yeah, they're they're like gut bombs. You you buy a burrito from there, you eat it, and it's it's sitting in your gut for like hours. You can feel it. <laughs> they're tasty, but like, uh, it it's not good food. All right, uh, let's see here. Now, none of our friends have rated it. What would you like to rate it at? Uh, I'm gonna give it one a three five. Oh, you're not feeling it, huh? Now, you know. Okay, it's a 12 percenter, super smooth for a 12 percenter, but for a a, a, a sweet stout, mm-hmm. nothing stand out if you will. Uh, what are the notes you'd like to leave it? I would do sweet, smooth, yeah, sweet and smooth. All right, let me uh, go back, sweet and smooth. As an overall rating of 4.25. So we get the uh, cold brew correction. That's what I'm going to call it from uh, now. We give it the bump, but when we bring it down, it's the correction. Because, hey, settle down. Settle down. You're not you're not as great as you think you are. <laughs> All right. Spellbinder, you know, this, this one kind of grew on me. At first, I was thinking like, you know, 3.5, three, 3.75. Three, the more I drank it, the it warmed up a little bit. It opened up a little bit, I should say. Not warmed up, but it opened up a little bit. I'm going to give it a four. I kind of like it. It's good. It's a really good beer. Um, let me see here. Spell. Binder. I'm dub, double. Oh, there it is. Doubles. Oh, they, they have. Uh, I have it backwards. Excuse me. Double spell binder. Um... 
Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it a 4. It has an overall rating of 4.27. We have one friend who rated it at 4.20. Uh, Jose Alatriste. He must have the uh, the insider. Um, I wonder how he feels uh, that Hayes Boys makes fun of him. Uh, <laughs> let me <laughs> see. <laughs> um, what if he is a Hayes Boy? Inside that. Ooh. Hey. Oh, man. Wow, you just blew my mind, bro. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so 4.0. Let's see. Check in. 4.0. Um, oh, here we go. Like spell binder, but better. <laughs> Check in. That's my notes. Oh, man. All right. A couple, couple announcements I want to make. A uh, couple things uh, coming down the pike, coming down our pike. Uh, first off, I mentioned last week we are going to be at the Copper State Beer Festival, January fourteenth, two thousand twenty-three, and here in Arizona. Can't wait to be a part of that. Um, I'm going to share the booth with. We are going to share the booth with uh, Hoppy Craftsman. Uh, we're going to do like a little tandem thing, little uh, co-branding. Um, we'll be on each other's uh, podcast that day or recordings anyway. And then uh, I just feel like we can get more people in um, if we have uh, more, you know, feelers out there. So that's yeah. going to be great. Uh, so, you know, you remember Eddie, Eddie uh, from yeah. the Hobby Craftsman? Yeah. So he, uh, he's going to be around. Mm. And his and his partner, Chris, you haven't met Chris, but he's a cool dude. Um, so th- we got that going on. Also, I found out in on February. I think I want to say February twenty third is the Copper or the Arizona Strong Beer Festival. So, always uh, that's always one of my favorite beer festivals of the year. But uh, personally, as far as the show goes, um, our friend uh, Rachel Benkowski, she's coming on uh, next week. She and I are, are going to record a, a new beer history segment. And then she and I are going to go over the particulars because uh, her friend Roxy. So, you know, Rachel and Roxy started the Beer Babes family on Instagram. You follow them, right? On yours? Oh, yeah. Roxy is coming down to visit in Arizona. And they're doing a Beer Babes with uh, Greenwood Brewing, the first uh, female-owned uh, brewery in Arizona. Megan, we've had her on the show, Megan Greenwood. Um, they're doing a collaboration and they're, they're having a big old collab party. I'm going to take my recording equipment down there. That's going to be December 10th. Um, and I'm going to do some recording down there with uh, Rachel and Roxy and whoever else wants to jump on. And then also, the Copper State Beer Festival is put on by uh, two organizers, uh, Joe Lopez and Long. I, I forgot his last name. I apologize, Long, if you're listening to this right now. I Anyway, Joe and Long. They are going to, um, I invited him to come out and hopefully, uh, if, if I get the okay from, from Rachel, um, I'm going to record something with them. So, um, as far as, you know, just what they're doing, what, what they're all about, they have actually a beer festival in New Mexico, um, next weekend, November 12th, I believe, or 13th. They're starting to organize, man. They're starting to get, uh, some beer festivals under the belt. So. They're getting better at it, and yeah, just uh, 
some fun shit coming down the pike for uh, for for us and for uh, Arizona and um I am also reaching out to a few other brewers in the uh area and we're going to start I'm going to start uh recording uh shows for the you know like the uh the interviews again the what what do I call them the beer combos the cold brew beer combos they're coming back coming back in 2023 so just you wait and see. And then, of course, I have my, uh, of course, Amanda and I are going to do uh, another uh, live, a YouTube live. Uh, was it YouTube? Was she on? No, we were on Instagram. Instagram live where we do a, uh, <laughs> we watched a, a movie and then we had our, our viewers go ahead and, and watch it with us, you know, uh, gave out the, uh, the movie and gave out the start time. And then we all started watching at the same time. Dude. Do you have you have YouTube Prime, right? Or uh, not YouTube Prime, uh, Arizona, uh, Amazon Prime? Yeah. So this is a movie called Lamageddon. That's the that's the one we watched this last time. <laughs> it's an hour long. It's so bad, it's great, dude. It's so stupid. A lot of inside jokes. You could tell, like the 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 director, the writer. I think the writer is a director. And they had a, a bunch of inside jokes, and it's so bad, man. It's so bad, it's great. It's about a llama, a llama that comes from outer space and then starts like uh, zapping people with its eyes. And uh, they they have there's a party at a house and the llama just happens to be at the park, happen upon the party and starts vaporizing everybody. It's so fucking great, dude. It kills a bunch of people. And one of my favorite running gags is this one dude. Every every scene, dude, it, or not even every scene, almost like every time the camera like goes off of him and comes back on him, he's got a different shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's great. I like that. Yeah, it, it's on Amazon. It's free on Amazon Prime. It's only like an hour long. It's a really easy watch. Lamageddon. Check it out. Anyway. The next one we're going to do is for Christmas. It's going to be in December. It's going to be uh, uh, Santa Jaws. And that's hey, another... Real quick. Yeah. Is, is Lama getting okay for kids? Yeah, there's... I mean, there's... I mean, there's... There's blood and guts. I mean, but it's like uh, vaporizing blood and guts. It's... Would, would you let your daughter watch it? Yeah. yeah yes, I would. Oh, okay. That's I, a... One of my nephews from my wife's side, uh, um, his mom likes llamas, so I'm going to tell him to get with it. <laughs> okay. How, how old is he? Uh, take your daughter and subtract the year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because there, there's, there's drinking and there's some drug use in it. Like, uh, just weed. Got it. Yeah, but it's it's very innuendo-y. Okay. <laughs> but no, he, uh, he's a... He's a for his yeah and my daughter knows she doesn't know she she's never smoked weed and you know she doesn't even want to but um she's watched movies where there's there's, there's you know weed or drug use or whatever so <laughs> he's not the whole teaching talk catalog yeah and and you know she knows all the swear words and everything so that's not there, there's no nudity and there's no real like really bad like you know graphic it's not a horror movie. It's almost, it's so terrible. It's campy. Even the killing scenes are campy. Um, real quick, that reminds me, uh, 
uh, Howard Stern, you know, mm-hmm. this guy, Richard Christie, how he loves Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, he was talking about this movie called Terrifier. Hmm. Right. And he liked it so much that he actually donated money to make Terrifier 2. And Terrifier <laughs> 2 is, is like, was uh, it was released this year in like, people commenting how it made them throw up and they left they left the movie and all that stuff they're just like <laughs> that's right up his alley dude right right but it's i guess it's really graphic and really uh gratuitous in the in like you know killing women and you know mm. that's and, and disemboweling and stuff like that so it's interesting <laughs> you know when 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 amanda and i were watching llama get we were we were thinking like we wanna we want Lamageddon too. Then we were talking about funding Lamageddon too. <laughs> That's our who, banter. Uh, who, yeah. who found the movie or knew of it? Uh, she said she said she wanted to do something uh, in October, like scary movie wise or you know B movie wise. I'm like, all right, cool. She said uh, just go on Amazon Prime and look it up. So I looked up a, a I looked up like six or seven movies and I narrowed it down to two. And it was Lamageddon or Santa Jaws because of all the movies that I found that were free on Amazon Prime, those two were like, had the reviews, this movie is so terrible, it's great. Those type of reviews. And I'm like, oh, we, we have to, it's it's one or the other. And they were right. They were right. Lamageddon was great. And I hope Santa Jaws, is, is, it'll be different. It looks like it has better production value um, than, than Lamageddon did, but... It, it still like has potential to be another terrible but great movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, it is, man. All right, man. I I really don't have uh, much more for the show. Did you uh, do you have anything you you like to bring up? Let me see. Yeah. Is it time for Coach's Corner? Not yet, man. Almost. I know. Almost. Um. You know, and and we, we're done with House of the Dragon, and you and I talked about doing Andor, but Andor's not done yet. I think uh, what we decided on is we're gonna wait till Andor's done, and then just do like a whole like series uh, recap, right? Uh, yeah. All right, that sounds good. But I have something next week. I have something brewing next week. Uh, um, I will uh, I will text you on the side and uh, see if you if you like this idea for next week. All right, so thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. Baby, you can drive my-